This podcast is a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Hello and welcome to Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me tonight is my new co-host, Ray the Podcaster yes. from a ten cent near uh, a ten cent beer night podcast. If you stagger it out, it's easier to say. So it's, I like to say it like this: the ten cent beer night podcast. All right, it makes it so so much easier to say. All right, now I now I have that down. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Yep. Ray, it's, thank you so much for joining me, man. A lot oh, has pleasure. happened. A lot has happened over the past uh, week or so. I won't get into it. If anyone wants to know what happened to Bill, <clears throat> you can contact me directly. Uh, nothing's really going to change with the show. We're going to continue doing it uh, pretty much the exact same way. A lot of interviews, uh, a lot more interviews, actually. And uh, we're going to start the show with Ray's news. Yeah, we like doing news over at where I come from. So let's fucking do it, Casey. So, uh, you know, I I like to ask this because you're going to say no, because that's what happens here. So have you seen this this guy doing the Michael Jackson impersonation thing on the, uh, the TikTok? Yes, I have on the tick on the ticky talk. On the ticky talk, this guy does an amazing Michael Jackson. So at first, I'm watching this thing and I'm like, because you know I'm a very skeptical person. <laughs> so I'm watching him and I don't see his chest moving, I don't see breathing, and immediately I go to, is this motherfucker lip syncing? So I'm like, I don't know, man. It's it sounds good. So you know what I did? I listened. You- to, I I listened to the just the audio of Michael Jackson doing that song. Okay. And then I went back and listened to him, and I'm like, this motherfucker don't sound anything like Michael Jackson. No, it's that it's so weird. If you just hear him do it, he sounds great. If yeah. you go back and you just pull Michael's vocals, because you can do that on YouTube, just type it in. Yeah. And I and I listened to Michael with just vocals and nothing else. And then I went back. I'm like, yeah. Why does this guy have 27 million listens on TikTok to this video? <laughs> the fuck is this? But he is good. I mean, it's good. Oh no, it's good. But uh, 27 million listens good. <laughs> well, I think it's more people like you and me going back to. Is this really? Is that really him? I got to listen to this again. And that's you counting as another view. Oh, as another view. Oh, that's how they got us. Because yeah. I listened to this thing like eight times. <laughs> yeah, I had to show uh, my girlfriend several times uh, because she didn't believe. She's very skeptical, <laughs> like you. I was like, "Listen to this guy's voice. He's awesome." And uh, she was like, "That is not. That's Michael Jackson." And I was like, "And of course, it wasn't mm-hmm. the the voice wasn't matching up. Like my internet connection at the time wasn't perfect, so like the yeah. voice wasn't matching up with his." lips so it did yes. seem a little off it was like he's he is lip syncing to this well and i did and i went and i got it off youtube and his mouth does actually match 
if you go to YouTube and, and download it, he does match the vocals. He's an amazing lip singer. I mean, singer. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm still my soul, man. I, I'm doubtful because once again, when you sing, your chest moves. If you watch that video, his chest and stomach never move. So I don't know how you sing and you have no chest movement. I mean, he's a big dude. Maybe he's just got a lot of air in there, but I don't know, man. Well, what it is, is it's coming directly from the soul. Oh, the soul. I forgot about that. Damn it. (laughs) Before I have a few things, I have a few things to say about lip syncing (laughs) and uh, pulling music from YouTube without, uh, I don't know how to, what I'm trying to say. Have you ever seen the um, dancing in the street video? Oh, yeah, where they're like squeaky shoes and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's with that. It's Mick Jagger and David <laughs> Bowie without the music, yes. just singing the songs. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> that awesome. shit is amazing. Oh, that's so good. And uh, one other thing. Have you seen the meme now that we're talking about lip syncing? Have you seen the meme going around now with uh, a picture of Millie Vanilli? Um, It's just like them staring into the screen. And it's like that face you make when you when everyone on TikTok is making millions of dollars lip syncing (laughs) to other people's songs. Yeah, I still don't know how it's legal. I really don't. I don't either. But if anyone doesn't know who Millie Vanilli is, too. uh, you know, uh, Google that. They they were they were caught. When, was that in the in the nineties, Ray? Uh that's got to be late eighties, late maybe 80s? early nineties. Because you yeah, know, yeah, they were they were caught lip syncing to uh, music. They weren't actually singing their song. <laughs> well, it's funny because they got caught because their record skipped, and they didn't <laughs> know what to fucking do. So they just kept doing the dance move, like it was like, girl, you know it. You're, and they just kept repeating the same thing to one of them ran over and just slapped the needle off the record. That's how they got caught. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, uh, it's funny too, because at the time their songs weren't even that good. <laughs> it, it, like they weren't even great pop songs, but what I, what cracks me up about that is, is like all people write songs for other people. So who is the jackass who was like, you know what would be even easier than just giving this to Michael Jackson or Lionel Richie? Let's just get two assholes out there to lip sync. Right. And we'll just take all the money. Like, But wouldn't it just be easier to have Lionel Richie do a duet with somebody else? No, 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 dude. We're totally going to scam the whole industry. We're going to kill it. What if what? the record skips? That'll never happen. What was the deal? Did did we ever find out like who were who was actually singing? Yes, the two people who sang are two ugly people that no one gives a shit about. Ah, uh, so that was their so, that was the issue. That was the issue. The people who sang it are ugly. And you know, I say that you can say that's mean, but they fucking know it. Yeah, that's it, obviously it's obviously why they had other people singing right. their songs. Like, you know, if if I'm going to sing a song, I'd pick somebody fucking good looking too to lip sync to it. <laughs> you know, I'll pick, uh, you know, who, who's good looking? Sing- I'll, you know what? I'll pick Drake. Let Drake do the lip sync for my song. <laughs> as long as the record don't skip, we'll get away with it. Fuck it. I would love to see that. <laughs> uh, anything else about lip sync in there, Casey? Nope, that's all I got, right? All right, let's move on. 
So here's another topic that you might not know Dick all about. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) So it's a game. It's not a new game. It's been around since the 70s, okay? And they've made some crappy movies. Crappy movies. But they've guaranteed us that this new one's going to be good. So the trailer was just released, which I sent you to watch. Yes. And it's got um, Chris Pine, who I love to death. Dude's a great actor, in my opinion. And um, there's a lot of CGI. It looks good, though. Now, the problem I have is they they cranked up that Led Zeppelin song in the trailer. And it reeks of the Thor trailer with um, uh, Immigrant Song. And it's like, uh, hey, what do the kids like today? Well, the kids like the Led Zeppelin. Really? That's what the kids like today? Yeah, fuck yeah. Did you see Thor? He murdered it. Like, he killed it with that immigrant song. You know, the whole land of ice and snow bullshit? We got to just pick a fucking Led Zeppelin song and run with it. All right. So, uh, you watch the trailer. As someone who doesn't know shit all about D&D, what did you think of the trailer? I thought the trailer looked great. I mean, the movie itself looked looks great. My mm-hmm. question to you is: Does it as you're a, you were a Dungeons and Dragons fan from your childhood, right? Oh yeah, I, I still play. So how does it relate to the game? And and second part of the question: Do you believe that it, there will be a res, resurgence resurgence in the game? Well, that's that's funny you ask because actually, um, because of Stranger Things having D and D. Uh, there was a 600% increase in people Googling what is Dungeons and Dragons recently. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a huge increase. And it's already super popular again because of 5th edition being the game that you can do whatever the fuck you want and there's no rules and, you know, the millennials love that shit. So, um, so uh, I imagine that if this movie is anywhere near good, it should click that shit up even higher, which to me is great. Like, I don't care, you know, I bash 5th edition all the time because, once again, I have other versions that are my favorite. I've played 5th, not my favorite, but I'll play it if somebody else wants to. And a lot of the younger guys, they're just loving this thing. So I think there'll be a lot of increase in um, popularity for the game again. But here's the the shitty part, okay? Hasbro owns D&D. And everybody who just bought this thing out, all their books are online now. You know, nobody has like a physical fucking book anymore. Everything's online. Okay. And we're on fifth edition. Now Hasbro loves money. It's their favorite thing in the whole world. They wake up in the morning. They think about it. They go to bed. They think about it. And one of their money makers is when they go, Hey, we need a new version of D and D. So, what happens is, is everything you currently have is now fucking obsolete. You have to start over and give them money. So, like in the old days, there's three books. Each book costs 50 bucks. Every time they change editions, you got to spend 150 bucks again just for the core books. Jesus. Yeah. That's how they get you. It's like every 10 years. So, I'm waiting to see people's reaction when fifth edition is gone and they do six because the other thing they do is like, Every new edition, they make it completely different. So, like, 5th edition right now is player-friendly. 
But when they switch it again, it'll be like, fuck the players. Now it's DM friendly, dungeon master friendly. So the players are getting killed left and right. And these kids are going to be like, I just paid 150 bucks to get my ass handed to me. I don't like this game. So uh, it's, it's you, tricky. You, you keep saying uh, fifth edition. Now, as someone who's not never played the game before, so is this, it's just the fifth version of the game that has yes. come out. So yeah. are you, so you're saying that with, with the new movie and everything coming out and the popularity of it, that a sixth edition, oh, sixth version is coming out soon. Sixth is inevitable because as soon as Hasbro stops making money, it's going to come. That's right. their shtick. It's one of the, the, it's one of the things that players hate about Hasbro owning it because they just show up and they're like, Hey, guess what guys? Hey, you like this game? Yeah. Well, we don't care. We want money and we know you're going to spend it. So. Right. And the, the shitty part is, is we spend the money. <laughs> I own five versions of Dungeons and Dragons. So that is kind of fucked up that you cannot. So nothing from like, say the first edition, you can't bring in like, no. you know, I the mean, grand wizard from the first one to it's, number five. It's, it's really strange because what they do is they say, look, you like whatever, you know, the Demigorgon, which they used in, you know, Stranger Things. So we're going to just, we'll give you a new version. You, you, you know, you don't need that old version. You can put that in the garbage because we got a brand new version for you. Just give us 50 bucks. <laughs> it's super easy. You just buy all these books again and then we'll put out more material and you'll just, it's just 50, 50, 50, 50. I probably own $5,000 worth of books for D&D. Wow. Like literally, I'm, I'm just a lemming. I'm jumping off the cliff every time. Give me, I'm give me, just, give me. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, yeah, I got to have it. <laughs> Fuck it. I got to have it. Can't play so, a game without it. <clears throat> You said something there that I have a question about. Is the Demigorgon from Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Oh wow! See, I had no, I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, obviously, you've been watching Stranger Things, right? I haven't. I'm not caught up with this season. I've I've watched the first okay. and second season, so I know what the Demigorgon is. Yeah. Yeah. So all their main villains are named after D and D monsters, basically. And are they? Do they look like? Not really. Kind of, but not really. Okay, so it's, they're it's just they're kind using of a, their names. Yeah, it's kind of a fun thing they did because, as you saw in the first season, they play the game, so they kind of equate D and D to what they're experiencing in real life. So, okay, it's a cool twist. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. But, Very cool. You know, uh, as far as pop culture goes, I don't think D and D could be any higher than it is right now, except for like nineteen eighty three. Like it's at its its peak, and it's gonna be crazy when it crashes and burns again. Like you know, now buy the stock now and sell the shit immediately. Because <laughs> I don't know how the stock market works, but <laughs> just go do it. Well, you would be you would have to buy stock in Hasbro. Yes. Yeah. So Which when is, did, when it's not a bad bet. <laughs> when it, when did Dungeons and Dragons come out? Is that is that a game that's been around? Forever, it's, or? yeah, it's been around since like 77, 78. Oh, okay, so even before not as old that, as I thought it, was. it, it, well, it go, yeah, early 70s, it was called Chainmail, uh, and then it kind of went through a, a metamorphosis into a, it used to be like a, a miniatures game, and then it oh. went to a tabletop role playing game. So, 
Like those little metal miniatures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. You'd set them up. You do battle, and then uh, eventually it was like, "Hey, we can do this better," and they did. And now they're doing uh, a lot of it's computerized now, like because you know how people don't like to talk to people anymore. Yeah. Right. Like everybody's scared of people and they don't want to sit yeah, in the same yeah, room yeah. with them. So it's all online <laughs> now. It's just like we're doing it right now. Everybody just plays online now. It's weird. It's similar to like uh, I compare it to if you and your friends like ping pong. Okay. So you get a ping pong simulator and you sit at your house and jump around and whack the ball back and forth with your buddy on the computer. That's what I compare it to. It's 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 crazy. All right, all right. We got we got to get off the D and D shit because there's too many stories. <laughs> we got too much to talk about. All right, and uh, this one might interest some people. Canon, they make the cameras. Yes, they're going to be teaming up with the Transformers to do replica Canon cameras that turn into Optimus Prime and Decepticons. Yeah, I saw I saw this article. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, pretty cool. But although. What? <laughs> yes. Are you willing to pay $150 for a replica camera that turns into Optimus Prime? I would be if I collected Transformer toys and it actually took pictures. Which it does not. Which it does not. Which makes no fucking sense. You're a camera company. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making something that doesn't take pictures? Yeah, I don't know, because it, it, it looks exactly like a beautiful Canon camera. It does. It looks amazing. Yeah. And what do you do? You just go like this, go click, click, and pretend you're taking pictures? What are we, five? <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't get that one. <laughs> so you would actually spend on, if, if you were a collector, you would buy a, a non-functioning camera? No, I said I said I would buy it if I was a Transformers toy collector and the camera actually worked. Uh, okay, oh, okay, that makes sense. I would. I mean, honestly, though, if I if I was like a true Transformers <laughs> toy collector, I mean, I would probably buy it. I mean, you would have no choice, right? Yeah, it's it's like me with the D and D books that I can't fucking use. Right. Like, here's my hundred and fifty bucks for something that's going to go on my shelf. And I might pull it out and look at it once in a while and put it back. That's, just, exactly. that's what these Dude, fucking cameras are. I have so much stuff that I never touch. <laughs> you buy it and it just sits on the shelf. And you walk by and you're like, oh, I love that thing. And you haven't picked it up in 10 fucking years. That's the crazy the best, part. The best thing about the camera would be like if you had the camera sitting there and be like, somebody came over. Hey, that's a cool camera. You, let's go take some pictures. Nah, so, sorry. So no, so you just pretend like you're taking pictures. <laughs> you're out in the yard. You're like, yeah. Can you climb that tree and just hang down a little bit? Oh, these are gonna be so sweet. <laughs> and then you just keep stringing them along. Like, hey, how those pictures turn out? Oh, I sent them out to get developed at Kodak. You know that little shack in the middle of the fucking parking lot? Yeah, I sent them there. <clears throat> are they still a thing? I don't think so. Do places still develop film? I highly doubt it, man. When was the last time you took a picture and you were like, up, oh, got to swing by Kodak and drop this off so I can see what the hell I took pictures of? Do you remember back in the day, you you get those pictures back and they'd be garbage. They'd be all yes. fuzzy. 
It's like you thought you were taking a picture of your friend standing in front of something, and it's actually like a picture of the, the concrete in front of you because you snapped it and turned the camera, and you just feel stupid because you paid money. And that's the other thing. Why would they charge me for that picture? Like, yeah, they right? see all the pictures. Why wouldn't they go, oh, this one's no good. He ain't going to want this. Yeah. I can't charge him for this. But they're like, oh, look at these fucking pictures. This guy's an idiot. <laughs> that pictures that must concrete. be the exposure that he wanted on that picture. <laughs> right. He totally wanted that. <laughs> like, I can't imagine anything else. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about Quentin Tarantino. All right. So this some bitch done bad mouthed Sean Connery's performance in uh, Indiana Jones. What? Yeah, he had the audacity to say that that movie sucked, and that Sean Connery was no good in it. That his his part made no sense. I'm how sure that feel, people. How could you feel pick about out, that? I'm sure that people could pick out. You know, characters in Quentin's movies that don't make sense. Yeah, I'll tell you one right fucking now, bro. The Gimp. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the reason that Pulp Fiction drives me insane is the scene with the Gimp. Like, what sense does that make? It makes no sense. Know. Like, we got a dude in a box for just this occasion? Are you fucking kidding me? That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> And he's going to badmouth Sean Connery in an Indiana Jones movie? Get the fuck out of here, man. Come on. Was this before or after Sean Connery passed away? This was like last week. Oh, well, fuck him then. I mean, I really like Quentin Tarantino, but... Oh, I like on. him, but... You can't badmouth a, bad, bad mouth a Sean, <laughs> Sean Connery. Connery. He's not even around to defend himself. Yeah, like... Somebody should just walk up and just punch him in the mouth and say, like, what's wrong with you? And just yell, dude, the gimp is stupid. Like, that's a dumb fucking scene in that movie. It makes no sense. It really makes no sense, Casey. No. And we have a uh, we actually have comments here coming in. Mm. Let's see. I can't see who this is because they didn't sign up uh, like it says to. Uh, (laughs) This might be the first time I've disagreed with Tarantino. Connery is a master. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And once again, dude, I also, I love Tarantino, but this is a dumb take. And I don't know if it's just because he's bored and just wants to shit talk. So maybe he'll come up with something else silly. Like, uh, yeah. like the, the new Star Wars movies are fantastic. Maybe he'll defend them. I don't well, know. he's due. He's due for a movie now, isn't he soon? He should be. But what's yeah. it going to be? You know, what, what idea do you think he could do? Has he I don't done know. a zombie? Been, has he done a zombie movie yet? Not yet. No, he's been doing those. Like he's been going back to those like spaghetti westerns and stuff. He likes that yeah. that style. All right. So I would say to him, let's do a Gimp origin story. Let's make that movie. Let's make okay. a four hour movie about the Gimp and how he ended up in that box. <laughs> four hours. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Directors <laughs> cut four hours. Uh, the origins of the Gimp. We could make a, a, a Pulp Fiction fan film. Yeah, the call it, uh, yeah, call it "Man in the Box." We can have Allison change. <laughs> just the only song for the entire soundtrack is just "Man in the Box." 
over and over for the whole movie. Four hours of Man in the Box. Four hours of Man in the Box. Here's all, a, here's all different versions though. Like we get like all different artists to sing it. Get like John Williams to do a big, you know, orchestral <laughs> version of it. Oh my god, I don't know if I could handle that. No, you could. You'd watch here, it. Here, I would watch it. Here's a let's see a, a comment from my cousin Josh. Uh, let's see. It would it would be at least cooler if the transformer camera was like a vape or something. <laughs> at least. Uh, something useful, you know, pull it off the shelf and take a hit. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, make you know it. What? Yeah, they could. They could do that. Make if it a they vape. Did that they'd sell a lot of those. Hell yeah. Yeah, if they just made it into a bowl, they'd sell a lot of those. Like you transform it, and now it's Optimus Prime. And you're smoking out of his head. <laughs> People will buy that, man. They would. I would buy that. Oh, I know you would. I don't even, I don't, I don't even, I'm not a Transformers fan and I would buy that. You would because you could just pull it out and show your friends and it'd be like having like a Godzilla bong. That's yeah. what it would be like. Like, you're like, oh, you like weed? Do you have a, a Godzilla bong? Cause I do. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you make money. You come up with good ideas. Why does this camera smell like marijuana? <laughs> Why is it all you take pictures of is snacks? <laughs> all right, Ray, on with the news. All right, this is the last one I'm doing, and then we're moving on from the news. All right, because all right, I feel like we've been talking to news for like four hours now. So, all right, James Hetfield filed for divorce, which is crazy because all the while while he was going through his alcohol. Uh, rehabilitation. She was his rock. She was the one he leaned on. She's also the one that threw him out of the fucking house and uh, told him, if you don't get help, you can't live in the house. So the second he gets help, gets sober, he says, you know what? I don't like her. I want a divorce. So I think he might be bitter about getting kicked out of his own house that he makes all the money to pay for. <clears throat> So he, so wait, <laughs> is he, is he drinking again? Mm-mm. So he got sober and realized that he didn't like his wife. He must, so that he must've married her while he was drunk. Well, don't we all, I mean, isn't that a part of marriage? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like par for the course. I've then, never been married, so I can't uh, say. Yeah. Well, someday when you get married, you'll be all fucked up on some form of liquor and you'll wake up the next day and go, huh, huh. I better stay drunk for the next 30 years. Cause this could be bad. I don't think so. You know, you know me, <laughs> I have an occasional beer. Yes. An occasional beer. So, so do you think he just woke up and was like, you know what? I'm getting payback for getting thrown out of my own house. Well, didn't I read something like they 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 uh they filed the paperwork and then forgot about it or something like that? Did I read that? Uh, that's well, I don't think it came to light until recently. Oh, okay. He, so, he filed it, but because he's a celebrity, they live in a completely different world where they do shit and they just forget. Like, oh fuck, did I buy that helicopter? Oh fuck, I I guess I did. I mean. When did I buy it? Four years ago? 
where the hell's it been? Oh, I've been paying storage on a helicopter for four years. <laughs> fuck, I better call my accountant. What the fuck? And then they're like, oh, wow, my divorce don't look half as bad as the helicopter I've had in storage for four years. And I'm, fuck it, eh, I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he sobered up and uh, realized that uh, she just wasn't the one anymore. Well, well, you know what that's code for? That's code for he sobered up and realized his wife's as old as he is, and he's going to upgrade to a 20-something-year-old <laughs> next week. His son's going to be older than his new girlfriend here in about two weeks. You watch. How old is Hetfield now? Uh, I believe he's 58. 58? Yes. Are they still touring Metallica? Oh, yeah. Did you not see all the nonsense with him and his feelings and shit lately? No. He has feelings now? now yeah, he's got feelings now. So the dude who was like a huge influence on me in high school, you know, back then we called them alcoholica. They were just maniacs. So now he's got these feelings. So not too long ago, he comes out on stage and he tells the crowd, man, I was feeling old and I didn't want to come out and play tonight. And my band members came over and gave me a big hug, made me feel good about myself. And I'm like, and I'm watching this and I'm like, what the fuck is this? What the hell is he doing? And then all the band members come over and a big hug on stage. And, and I'm like, this is, this is Metallica. Oh my God. This is the what? biggest band of my childhood. And he's getting a hug on stage like he's fucking Elmo. Like, what the hell is this? What did the crowd do? How was the, what was the oh, crowd reaction? Of course, of course the crowd's like, hey, yeah, he's sensitive now. Woo. But they're all drunk. Yeah. Like, he's sober, but everybody in the crowd's fucked up. And they're like, yeah, if I'd have been there, I'd have been like, hey, look at that. They're giving hugs. Woo. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm watching it at home. And I'm like, the fuck is he doing? Meanwhile, Dave Mustaine is out there fucking killing it. Dave Mustaine is Megadeth, used to be in Metallica. He's out there making videos of him chasing ducks in parking lots, asking him for autographs and for pics and shit. It's hilarious. Like he's hammered totally drunk. Just, no, he's sober too. Sober. So he makes these he makes these funny videos now, like where like he's like you know like rock stars are always being harassed. So he's chasing these ducks in a parking lot and he's going, "Hey, can I get an autograph? Can I get a picture? Can I get a guitar pick?" And it's just him chasing ducks through a park. It's totally fucking funny. And then there's videos where he's like sitting behind these kids. He's got his hood pulled up and he's like, these kids are with their parents in front of him. It's one of his own concerts. And he just like taps the kid on the shoulder and starts handing him guitar picks. Like he's handing out Megadeth guitar picks to this kid. Parents are completely oblivious. This kid's got like just picks coming to him. Like this is what Dave Mustaine's doing. While, while James is getting in touch with his feelings, Dave's making awesome videos. Like, it's like, come on, James, get over it. You're a he's rock just having, star. He's just having the time of his life. So Mustaine always loves making them look stupid. Like <laughs> Mustaine's having the time of his life in his 50s, and these guys are like, I feel sad. Like, dude, you have more money than God. How can you be sad? Well, well, you know money doesn't buy happiness, right? Yes, it does. That's what they tell you. Well, you know who tells you that? Rich people. The rich people. <laughs> That's who tells you that. As they fly to, to France to have French fries for lunch <laughs> and tell you you, should, you shouldn't be driving a, a car that uses gas. And then they jump on their, their big giant boat that uses 300,000 gallons of gas for them to take a trip around the pond to just, you know, look at the sunset. <laughs> 
But they could be sad, Ray. They're not sad. It's a, it's a, they're actors. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, celebrities. They're the worst, except for the ones no. that want to be interviewed. By the yeah. way, I, I I actually I love celebrities. Hmm. Yeah, not all celebrities are bad. No, some not of them. Bad. Some of them are terrible. I think we've had a trial on here trying to ban one of them from Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, you guys did that. Yeah, we did. All right, right. Any more news? I'm done with news. Let's do something else. All right. Well, speaking of interviews, we, we do have an interview lined up. Uh, Ray and I will be interviewing Bose Venson next, uh, next Sunday. Uh, however, it will be coming out the following Sunday. We'll just be mm-hmm. recording. We won't be live next week. Uh, so next week, I'm going to be posting my interview with John Schneider, and it will just be the interview uh, part of the of the show. So tune in next week to uh, see my interview with John Schneider. And now, Ray, uh, yes. if any if anyone follows our Instagram page, uh, we are at Deluxe Edition Pod on Instagram. And uh, every day for the last year or so, I've been posting uh, today in pop culture history. So I thought that that uh, would be a good little fun segment here for the show to do this week in pop culture history. Sounds awesome. Well, it's not all uh, pop culture stuff. There is there is some other stuff in here. Um, Let's see. Today's the 15th, but we'll go back to yesterday. August 14th, 1936. Uh, was the last public execution in the United States. Rainey Bethea was was hanged in Owensburg, uh, Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, he confessed to the rape and murder of a 70-year-old woman. Um, his last meal consisted of fried chicken, pork chops, mashed potatoes, pickled cucumbers, cornbread, lemon pie, and ice cream. You know what his last meal should have been? What? knuckle sandwiches yeah i mean some someone like that you know when when it's a cut and dry case uh i don't Mm. believe that they you know should have a last meal like that like you know that's disgusting as to what they did um how do you feel about uh public executions though do you think i'm almost thinking that they should maybe bring it back you know i'm an adult and i'm okay with that you know i could teach my kids lessons hey you act like that asshole this is what's going to happen to you you're yeah. going to get strung up in public and we're going to throw shit at you and laugh and just, you know, do the, the asshole chant. Asshole. Asshole. Like, that's what I would do at the, the execution. It'd be like yeah. a football game. Yeah, exactly. I, I, not, not, you know, not all the time. I'm not saying no, this no, is like no, an every just, week occurrence. No. And for like, you know, the, the cases that aren't cut and dry. You know, you can't just be stringing up everybody like they did in the yeah. old timey days. Like, right. I think that guy stole my cow. Let's fucking string him up. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no. But like, you get caught in the house, and like, you got the woman's underwear on your head, and she's on the bed all ripped apart. Like, yeah, let's hang that motherfucker in public. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm all for that. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, now <laughs> August fourteenth. On a lighter note, 1975. The Rocky Horror Picture Show debuted. It's the longest-running release in film history, and it opened at the U.S. Theater in Westwood, California. Great movie. Have you ever gone to a midnight showing of this thing? 
I can honestly say I have never seen this movie. <laughs> You've never. So you picked a news story about something you have no idea what the hell it is. Yeah, I knew that you would know about it. Oh, well, I, I obviously I do. Where I grow up, um, we had a theater that did a midnight showing of this for decades. So even into the 80s, when I was like 15, 16, 17, and we just did whatever we want, you know, curfew didn't matter. So we, we went to uh, the, this theater, and they were doing this thing. And I shit you not, people were dressed up, doing all the, the, the weird lines and shit. And we're like 15 years old, and we're just dying laughing, man. It's so fucking cool. We went back probably four or five times before they realized we were like 15, 16. And they're like, you're here at midnight? And they're like, fuck. Right, you, you can't come back no more. We've been here like five times now. What the hell? But yeah, they like throw shit at the screen. It's amazing. It's a good time. Yeah, see, like for me, you know, you and I are new friends here. Uh, I'm not like, you know, all that oh. much of a... all. The, no, I'm not that much of like a people person, and like yeah. I've seen clips of like how people act in those movie theaters and stuff, yeah. and like that is not for me. I will, oh. I will watch it. I, I, you know, I have a giant, giant long list of things I have to watch, and it is all my list of things to watch, but uh, I just haven't gotten to it yet. I would just tell you this: don't bother watching it sober. You, you won't like it. You you won't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I mean, everybody that watches the show, they know that I don't drink a lot, but I do. You know, I it's partake like a, in uh, other it's things. Like, it's like Alice in Wonderland. Don't buy watching it sober. There's no point. Yeah, no, <laughs> doesn't do anything no. for you. Honestly, I don't do anything like sober. So <laughs> <laughs> once I clear work, yeah, there's nothing sober going on. Uh, another movie. Uh, premiere august mm-hmm. 15th 1939 the wizard of oz premiered at the Grauman's chinese theater in los angeles california the wizard of oz is probably top five greatest movies ever made no cgi all practical effects and just an amazing story that holds your attention as a kid as an adult i love the wizard of oz man that's a great fucking movie yeah, let's talk about the uh, the you know the while we while we're talking about the Wizard of Oz, you know about the conspiracy behind the Wizard of Oz. The there's supposed to be a little person hanging. Oh, in the, one in, the in the background, yeah, in the trees. Yeah, I've yeah. I've heard that. Um, it's gone both ways. There are people who say it's not real, and there's other people who say it's absolutely real. I like to believe it's real. I like to think that a midget hung himself during the movie. Because yeah. little people are, are angry, sad people. Absolutely. In yeah. General. See, li- little, I mean, a rich little person, they still could be sad, right? Well, those people, no, those people weren't rich. No, you know, they this weren't. Was, this was miserable times for them. Oh, it reminds me of uh, the uh, when this thing opened and they put um, a bunch of little dudes up on the top of the uh, the building. And they were supposed to wave to people, but they got all fucking drunk and started pissing off of the balcony and swearing at people and throwing shit at them. And they had to pull them off the top of the building at the premiere of this movie. This is a true story? Oh, yeah. In 1935? Oh, yeah. 1939. Yeah, little people can, were, you, were pissing off of a, a yeah, building onto people. Yeah. 
Yeah, they put them up there, and they were like, you're going to wave at people, and they got all mad and drunk. Because and... back then, that's what midgets did, man. They got mad and threw shit and pissed on people. That's what they did. It's not like Warwick Davis, who's rich. Like, he wouldn't piss on people because mm-hmm. he's a good dude with lots of money. Yeah. But I guarantee you, if he was, if he'd have done Leprechaun for like five bucks and they stuck him on top of the building and like, hey, you got to stay on this building during the premiere of this movie, he'd have pissed on people too. <laughs> they probably gave him like a 12 pack to go up there. <laughs> well, they did. They gave him alcohol and sent him up there because, once again, in the 30s, little people were angry because they didn't have like good jobs and you know what are they gonna do they can't do construction fuck you know in the 30s everything was construction there wasn't computer jobs yeah basically you either dug holes or committed crimes or were a cop Uh, is is that like the only three jobs in the 30s (laughs) sounds about right (laughs) oh or you made milkshakes at like a fucking place that served hamburgers. Like, that's the only pop, jobs there were. A pop shop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's, a, here's a comment from a listener, a viewer, Jason Summit. Connection to Wizard of Oz. Do you guys remember the movie oh, Under yeah. the Rainbow with Chevy Chase and Carrie Fisher? I do not. And Absolutely. I'm a huge Chevy Chase. I'm a huge Chevy Chase fan, and I've never heard of this. Uh, this is another one where the little people are very angry. Uh, I love this movie. So twisted. Uh, once again, Carrie Fisher, Chevy Chase. That's what you know. Drew me to that movie. Uh, you should watch that one. You'd like it. I, I'm absolutely gonna. That's moving to the top of my list. Chevy yeah, Chase is like at the top of my at the top of my actors list. Yeah, he's like for me, like Harrison Ford's my favorite actor, but Chevy Chase is way up there too. Him, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Like, yeah. these are the guys I grew up watching. So. Anything they do, I'm absolutely there for it. Absolutely. Yeah, my cousin Josh, he's never heard of it either. Huh. Well, you guys should get together and watch it. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a watch along over uh, stream oh. StreamYard because he lives in Pennsylvania and I'm in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good watch along for you guys to do. Yeah, I'll watch it. I wanna I would definitely want to see that see that. It's a it's a... <sighs> I wouldn't say it's an A-list movie by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it's one of those you have to see. It's kind of like, what would I compare that to? Hmm, That's tough. Uh, Like, I would compare it to, like, Ghoulies, like the first one. It's not that great, but you should see it. Okay. Because it's... (laughs) <laughs> I'll have to put ghoulies on my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, moving on. August 15th, 1965. The Beatles played at Shea Stadium in New York City. It is considered the first major rock concert. Uh, first major rock concert. There are only a few hundred watts for sound. Uh, they did not have monitors for the band, so they couldn't hear each other, and they could not be heard over the 60,000 screaming fans. Yes. As the story goes, there were 60,000 screaming girls who were so wet <laughs> that no one even was going to tell them to stop screaming. So they actually drowned out the band. 
And the band freeing for their lives just kept playing because what do you do when 60,000 girls are just losing their shit? Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You can't do, you can't sleep with all of them. So you you just, just, you just keep playing and hope to God they don't turn on you. Yeah. That's all you can do. Like this might be one of the greatest moments in all of rock history. The, the Beatles is a moment in time that will like the only thing even come close to it is Elvis. Like that's it. Back then, I don't know what these, you know, once again, this is the 50s, 60s. I don't know what people did for fun back then other than drink. Like, and go to the, the malt shop once again. Like, you know. So basically, you just got drunk and watched people play music. And back then, like, the Beatles were so goddamn big. And when they got to America, everybody knew who they were. So it was just an explosion of... And the funny thing is, is every girl in that fucking crowd thought they were going to bang one of them. Like, they all had their favorite, and they were like, oh, you want Paul? Well, I'll take George, and fuck it, we'll just share, and, you know, we're going to get married. Like, that's how they thought back then. They're like, and everything will be peachy keen. You don't get that in the 80s. Like, oh, you love you love Slash? Well, I love Axel. We're going to marry them. <laughs> that's not how it worked in the 80s. They're just going to do a bunch of blow off of your right. butt. Right. They're totally going to just snort fucking blow off our asses, and we might get pregnant and have their kids, but they won't pay for them. But, hey, it's a story. And we can name our kids Appetite and Destruction. So the the Beatles, back to the Beatles, uh, 65 concert, is that that's like the famous scene where you see them in the car, right? Like, you know, whether it's getting whether, trampled. Yes. Fleeing for their lives at the end yeah. of the concert. Oh, yeah. The footage. If you see footage of this, you can't hear the music at all. It's just girls screaming. Yeah. It's literally crazy how loud they are. It's amazing that they got out of there, honestly, like without being hurt or anything. Well, once again, you know, they did have security back then. Like it wasn't like you guys are fending for yourself. Like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like security is like, yeah, fuck this. We're out of here. Good luck, boys. <laughs> and the band was like, hey, I don't know. What do you want to do, George? Let's wade into the pussy and get laid. Like that would have been their answer. And security's like, no, boys. Uh-uh. You're not going to you're not going to bang all these American girls tonight. We're going to take them back to the hotel. <laughs> not tonight. Another night, boys. It's crazy, too. Like the Beatles, they that was in 65 was their first uh, American uh appearance they when did they yeah. break up 69 um that sounds about right yeah like they were only they weren't you know they didn't last a long time after that well that's because a woman got involved you know that's yeah. the yoko anytime a anytime a, a band member gets involved with a woman and the band breaks up it's called the yoko effect absolutely because, yes you know what you know what else is crazy about the beatles like um like, take Paul McCartney, for example. He has banged so many chicks that his bucket list is insane. Like, his bucket list was like, you know, his ex-wife, Linda. He's like, all right, I, I haven't married a woman with one leg yet. That's his bucket list. Like, how do you get to that point where your bucket list is, I need to marry a one-legged woman? Like, what the? Man, that's a bucket list right there, bro. 
Do you know what else happened on August 15th? <laughs> yeah, what else happened? <laughs> In 1969, the Woodstock Music and Arts Festival mm-hmm. happened, upstate New York. Uh, tickets for the three three day event were eighteen dollars in advance and twenty four dollars at the gate, uh, and there was sufficient sound for the five hundred thousand attendants. Yes, and if you ask uh, people if they were there, eight million people were there because yeah, <laughs> no one can admit. That they anybody from that generation claims they were at Woodstock. It's it's just crazy. But I will say this concert is one of the greatest concerts to ever take place. It's one of those moments in time that can't be recreated. Like they tried in ninety nine with Woodstock and it turned into a rape fest and fires and just a horrible mud fucking bullshit thing. Woodstock is not something that can be done again because that generation was different. Yeah. They actually thought peace and love was possible. Yeah. And we know that's not how this works. Somebody, our (laughs) Facebook user was totally at Woodstock. Oh, I Um, totally believe you. I was there too. So have you ever been to the site of Woodstock? Have you ever been to uh, Bethel Woods? I don't like to drive anywhere. I don't even like to drive to work. Like the 40 minutes I spend in the car just eats at me and makes me angry. Like 40 minutes, dude, I hate driving. I don't even like, like I live seven minutes away from Dairy Queen and I don't even fucking like driving there. Like I'm angry to go get my peanut buster parfait because it's seven minutes. I'm like, fuck, I got to get in the car. God damn it. I hate driving, man. I don't know how you do it. I love it. I love driving, man. Like you, when you're driving though, you can't even look out the window. Yeah, I, 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 dude, I take naps. I do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking out the window. Look over there. There's a muffler man. <laughs> yeah, but see, my problem is, is a lot. I'm really bad with directions, and I also daydream a lot. So I'll be in the car, and I'll start daydreaming about ninjas, fucking riding motorcycles. And before I realize it, I'm like an hour away from where I'm supposed to fucking be. And I'm like, where the fuck am I? Fuck. Goddamn ninjas on motorcycles got me an hour away from where I'm supposed to be. And I'm like, seriously, like, I was driving to my grandparents one time and I ended up an hour away. Because I was daydreaming while I was driving. Just driving. Just I'm driving to my grandparents. I've been there a hundred fucking times. And I just zoned out thinking about something else. And I was an hour away from their house. Oh, like, my God, right? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> then I got to figure out where the fuck I'm at and figure out how to get back to where I want to go. And Don't you have my... GPS? No, this is this is before that. So oh. remember, I've been driving for a long time. So, And I don't use GPS. I'm like, yeah, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, 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 I know where that is. <laughs> Hop in the car. 15 minutes later, I'm four hours away where I want to fucking be. I'm like, God damn it. Dude, um, I literally use GPS for everything. My girlfriend's uh, sister lives like literally around the corner. I will like, I'm not kidding. It's like two minutes away. It's around the corner. I have to make a left and then I have to make a (laughs) U-turn and then I'm there. And I plug my phone in for the GPS. Not, Not because... You know, I need the GPS, but because it's there and I like uh-huh. to see what's happening, you know, the traffic, 
I have my phone, my uh, my music and podcasts are all connected to it. Now, see, I'm leaving your house to go to that same destination. I start thinking about Larry Lawn Chair flying his chair with the balloons, and I'm in fucking Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? God damn it. My Get your shit ring- together, right? Dude, my phone's ringing, and they're like, where the fuck are you? I'm like, what month is it? Where, where am I? Right around the corner. <laughs> they're like, dude, you had a three-minute drive. Where are you? Uh, the sign says Puxatawney. I don't fucking know. That's that's, that's my life, man. I hate driving. Uh, real quick, uh, Jason Summit back here. He wanted to know what I was drinking. What are you drinking, Casey? Casey, this is a beer I just found down here at the Publix. It's called uh, Wakulla Hefeweizen from First Magnitude Brewing Company. I really like uh, Hefeweizens. Hefe's really good. It's actually really good. It's the first time I had it. Um, all right, Ray. August 15th, 1985. A lot of things happened to the Beatles on August 15th and 16th. I cannot hear you, Casey. Got me now? I got you. Got you back. All right. I'm not plugged into my mic anymore, but uh, did, all right. did you did you touch it? I did. Damn it. <laughs> Ray and I had this conversation <laughs> before the show started. I was not supposed to touch this wire right here, and I touched mm-hmm. it. Uh Hopefully you will still be able to. You can hear me though, right, right? Absolutely. Yes, I can hear you. All right. I think we're back. All right. August 15th, 1985. Michael Jackson paid $47.5 million for the publishing rights to the Beatles song catalog. Yes. This is where Paul McCartney is fucking furious. Because yeah. he's like, you know what's a good investment tool, Mike? And he's like, hee hee. And Paul goes, investing in other bands' music. And what does Michael Jackson do? Outbids him for his own fucking music. Yeah, and they just did a, they just did a duet or like a duo yeah. together, right? Yeah, and that's that's how they were like talking and shit. Like, I don't understand why Paul McCartney just didn't beat the fuck out of him. Like, <laughs> like if well, somebody did that to me, dude, I would have lost my fucking shit and just beat the fuck out of them. He's a non-aggressive beetle. You can't just go around beating people up because like he could have he could have put out 48 million. He could have, but at what point do you just turn to your friend and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'm gonna beat your ass if you don't stop bidding against me. Sorry. And he's like, hee hee. I'd have been like, you hee hee me one time, one more time, motherfucker. My foot's going up your ass. I don't know, man. I I just don't get this situation. Like, one, I don't know why Michael would do it. Two, I don't know why he'd beat the fuck out of him. Like, are you, like, literally, if you're scared of Michael Jackson beating your ass, (sighs) oh, man. (laughs) I'm getting texts from uh, friends of mine who are watching, and my friend Dustin said the king, Elvis Presley, would have beat his ass. Oh, Elvis would have shot the motherfucker. <laughs> Elvis would have literally pulled out a gun and shot him in the chest and been like, TCB, bitch. <laughs> he would have. Wouldn't have been no question. Didn't, though, eventually Paul has all the rights again? He does. As far as I know, but he just looks like a little bitch about the whole situation. 
You know, yeah, you know what? I didn't realize that happened at all the way in '85. I thought that was in I thought that was in the '90s. It's just it's crazy that I've told you this before. I like my rock stars to be rock stars. I like them all fucked up on drugs. I like them violent. I like them doing crazy shit. That's why I love Motley Crue. Yeah, they're dumb. They do dumb shit. That's why I love Elvis. Elvis will pull a gun on somebody and be like, hey, 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 I'll fucking shoot you right now, motherfucker. Like, those are my rock stars. Give me Jerry Lee Lewis. Give me those motherfuckers who aren't scared of nothing. Look out, man. Yeah. Uh, don't give me these guys who are like, you know what? I don't know if I should step sideways to Michael Jackson. Like, I don't know if I should do that. Really? Really? <laughs> Come on, man. Well, think about all the money that Michael had, though. I mean, he could have fucking easily had anybody, you know. Well, once again, though, once again, had he done that to Elvis? Do you think Elvis would have gave a fuck about his bodyguards? (laughs) Do you think Elvis would have asked somebody else to take care of it? No, he's right. Elvis would have been up there punching the fuck out of Michael Jackson. Yeah, he would have been in there. If he didn't shoot him, he'd have beat the fuck out of him. And he'd have been like... You know, he'd had the rings on. Oh, man. God, I wish there would be video of that. That'd be give an amazing a, video. Before we move on to the next the next day, give me your Elvis one more time. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, my Elvis? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. August uh, 16th, 1962. Right. Does, the name Pete, does the name Pete Best ring a bell to you? Pete Best is, uh, I believe, is a rock star, isn't he? He is a rock star. He's he from was... one of them shitty 70s band, isn't he? <laughs> well, I don't know what happened to him after August 16th, 1962. Uh, but on that day, he got fired from the Beatles, uh, only to be replaced two days later by Ringo Starr. He was the original drummer, oh, that's apparently, of the Beatles. Well, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck him. They made the right decision because not only is Ringo an amazing drummer, but he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. As the other members are quick to point out. I mean, that's how you know the the other guys in the band are your friends when they say shit like that. Oh, Ringo's not even the best drummer in our band. Fun fact about Ringo. uh, I heard when they first came to the United States, going back to the 15th of 65, I heard that Ringo was considered the most attractive one in the group. Um, At this point, he is by far. But uh, one of my favorite things about the quote about him being the, the least good drummer in the Beatles, I used to, when I was in bands and I was a singer, my drummer was an amazing vocalist. And, um, I like to go off stage and drink beer for about four or five songs. So, so I would say into the mic, you know, I'm a good singer, but I'm not even the best singer in my own band. And I would just walk off stage and he would sing like four songs in a row. And I'd be off stage just guzzling beer. I'd be walking around the crowd talking to people like, isn't this dude good? And then I just go back around like five songs later. You're totally, a true rock star. Totally my Beatles move, man. That was my Beatles move. <clears throat> Well, that was what the the dead would do. The Grateful Dead. They would, um, you know, the the they had two drummers during mm-hmm. most of their time uh, performing, and they wouldn't sing uh, at all. But the the everyone playing uh, 
stringed instrument would leave and it would be space and drums for about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to half hour while everyone else was going to do whatever the fuck they were doing backstage. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that was my move, man, because I was like, all right, it's so hard to drink and sing, which I I did. But, man, it was so much easier if I didn't have to do anything. And I got paid the same. Like, I could skip those five songs and I made the same money, which was basically 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I knew a guy, he was, he, you know, he was a really good guitar player. I still know him. I, you know, haven't talked to him in years, but he would, he would spend most of his time uh, playing the guitar, lighting a cigarette and trying to get it put in between the strings of the guitar. Oh yeah. And like, just, you know, for like 15, 20 minutes, like just like, and by the time he would finally get it in, he would have to take it out because it was already, you know, almost (laughs) burned down to the end. Yeah, uh, back when yeah, when I played guitar and smoked, I just never bothered with that move. I know that's the Eddie Van Halen move, but like nicotine is important, so it stays in the fingers. So you figure out how to hold the pick and the cigarette at the same time, and you just do the big ring, and you're like, yeah, cigarettes are expensive. I ain't fucking wasting this thing fucking looking like Eddie Van Halen. Fuck that. I'm smoking yeah. this thing. Or That's I'd be trying to, shit. or I'd have it in my mouth, and I'd be trying to sing at the same time. I sound like a fucking idiot, like because you're trying to hold it and sing at the same time. It's like fuck, this is hard. And then you realize, well, that's why I've never seen anybody fucking doing that because I look like a fucking idiot doing it. Ugh. Yeah, I'm. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, um, so I can't. Uh, can't. I'm, and you know what? I've never. I tried playing guitar, but I'm. I realized very quickly that I wasn't going to be Jerry Garcia, so I I stopped playing the guitar. Uh, well, I realized very early that if you can play it all, it's a chick magnet. And then I realized, oh, if I'm the, the singer, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's like sitting on the throne with a crown. So I was like, nope, throw that shit in the garbage. <laughs> I'm a singer now. And I can't say, you know, I'm barely a functional singer like i'm not very good at all but it's all about confidence yeah are there any recordings of you anywhere singing yeah yeah. yes you can actually if you go to spotify and look up the hostile amish you can find it's actually my vocals on the song generation zero on spotify that's my vocals if you look up the video my buddy bobby who's their singer actually lip-synced my vocals in the video (laughs) He believed the did you? He did. He did in the in the video because they asked me to come into the studio and do the vocals because I wrote the song and I originally did it when I was with the band and I came back and I did the vocals on the re- on the redo in two thousand eight and um, when they released the video they fucking lip synced to my fucking to to my audio. It's uh, but yeah, you want to hear me sing? Go check it out. Hostile Amish Generation Zero. That's that's me on vocals. All right. Here's a before moving on to the next day in history. Here's a, another comment from Jason. Uh, there is a movie called Backbeat that's actually mm-hmm. pretty good about the Beatles before they came to the U.S. Stephen Dorff played the fifth Beatle. Yeah, that's actually a really good movie. I know you haven't seen it. I'm, I'm not even going to ask you if you've seen it because I know you haven't. Uh, it's a great movie. <laughs> um, 
if I can get him to comment again, is that the one where they talk about where he's got the, the, the brain cancer and shit at the beginning of the movie? Who had brain cancer? The the fifth beetle. Oh, is, or, that's not why the they kicked him out, is it? Sixth beetle. Somebody had cancer. They shit canned. What the fuck? They kicked him out because he had cancer? I think so. Wow. You know, once again, I drink a lot and I get shit mixed up. But <laughs> I think that's how it went down. Well, maybe uh, maybe Jason will comment here uh, in a bit. Uh, moving on. <laughs> August 17th, uh, 1907. Oh, okay, here oh. we go, Jason. Uh, yeah, he ends up with cancer in the movie. Ah, see, right. Yeah, so I, I might not have all the details correct, but that's how I remember it. So Yeah. Uh, August 17th, opened on this day in 1907, Seattle's cool. Pike Place Market uh, is one of the oldest continually run farmer's market in the country. Hmm. Um. I'm not going to ask you if you've ever been there because you don't like to don't, drive. So you've like obviously never driven to the uh, airport to fly to Seattle. No, fuck no. <laughs> um, no I've I been there. Now, look, I have driven many places, but I don't like it. But Seattle is not. That's too far. That's too far. Okay. And I don't like to fly either. I don't like flying. Well, I do fly all the time now. And uh, for any new listeners... Uh, I travel for work every week and, uh, I have been to this market and it's really cool. It's, uh, you've probably seen hmm. videos of this market. Um, they, it's where they throw the fish. I was like, say, is that guy. the fish chucker market? Yep. yep. Yeah. I've seen the videos. Uh, in this, in this little, uh, note that I have here, it says that an estimated 500 people live in the market space and the place receives about 10 million visitors annually. Um, I've been there. I've never, I'd never, I don't know where people would live there. They're called foreigners <laughs> and they live underneath the counters and underneath the fish because Seattle's a wasteland of, you know, whoever wants to do whatever the fuck they want to do. They just do it in Seattle. Yeah. I've heard, uh, I haven't been there recently, but I know people who have been and, uh, I heard that it's, uh, not a nice destination anymore. It's not what it used to be when Dave Craig played for the Seattle <laughs> Seahawks. Okay. <laughs> My buddy Dustin. <laughs> I got a text here. Dustin said they're called homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's awesome. Jesus Christ. Another uh, Beatles fact. Oh, my uh, God. Is this an arrest 18th. at an airport? <laughs> no. Ah. No, I think that I think I, I remember that. That happened in January sometime when Paul got uh, busted with all the pot. All the pot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Might be August... December. I think it's December. Okay. I think I did this story before where he actually got busted with pot twice in December <laughs> at different airports. <laughs> um. I don't know why people just can't find pot once they get to their destination. Like he's a he's a beetle. You know what I mean? Well, like you know why? Because they're entitled rock stars and the laws don't apply to them, and they're shocked when they're arrested. Yeah, they're you know shocked, what though, Casey, that didn't apply to him because he he got sent home with no charges. <laughs> well, once again, that's how it works. <laughs> All right, August eighteenth, nineteen sixty, the Beatles mm-hmm. give their first 
public performance at the Indra Club in Hamburg, Germany. Nice. So, uh, so they were around. If they, if that was their first performance, nineteen sixty. If they broke up in sixty nine, we're saying so they had a nine year run. Yeah, uh, mid fifties to sixty nine ish. So yeah, not a very long run, but a very important run. Yeah, so, yeah. It changed it changed the history of it. Absolutely changed everything. Music. All right, August 19th, 1934. The first All-American Soapbox Derby race was held on this day in Dayton, Ohio. Yes, there we go. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, not, for, not far from you, right, right? Fuck yeah, Dayton, Ohio. Ohio's best for everything. Like, This is like really cool because I have a friend who does this, and her daughter's won trophies there and shit. And this is really cool. It's just a big hill where you make a fucking car out of garbage and run down the hill. Like yeah. It's, it's it's wholesome. There's no drinking. It's just kids and parents having a good fucking time. There, there, is, there's got to be some dads out there drinking. Well, the, yeah. Well, I mean, the dads are fucking all fucked up. But the moms <laughs> and the, the daughters and sons are not all drunk. I'll tell you this. In Ohio... If there's an event, whether it's a PTA meeting, uh, a school fucking where the kids go and play instruments, there's not a sober dad at any event in Ohio. Like, in Ohio, it's expected that if you're an adult male, that if you have to go to a child's performance, you better be drunk. Like, dude, I coached soccer. And you I did that coached drunk. soccer? I did. I did that drunk, dude. It's a requirement. In Ohio, it's required. Yeah. Like there is no, it's like they breathalyzer you. Like when you fill out the forms, you blow. If you don't blow at least a point one five, you're not allowed to coach. That's how it works. <laughs> That's a true statement. I can't say I can't say who this is because um obviously anyone on Facebook who didn't uh read the rules before <laughs> making a comment. I cannot see your name. Uh, so this just says Facebook user. Welcome aboard, Ray. And what's up, Casey? What's up? Uh, we're yeah. having a good show here. Yes. Thank yeah. you very much for the welcome. Yeah, we are. Uh, uh, we are glad would, to have you, Ray. Yes. I would tip my hat, but all my hair comes out and it's a big bitch to get my hat back on. So I tip my hat to you. All right. My last, uh, my last this day in history. Uh, after Alex Trebek passed away yes. in the year 2020, Sony Pictures featured a variety of guests hosts for the entire 37th year of Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Mike Richards, the executive producer of the show, won the coveted title of the new official host on August 11th the following year. He taped one show on August 19th, <laughs> only to step down from the position on August 20th in 2021, after recordings of disparaging remarks he made about <laughs> women and Jews on the podcast, The Random Show, in 2013 and 2014 has surfaced, had surfaced. Uh, he and Sony thought that it would be best the role go to someone more worthy. That's tough. Because you know what? Everybody says dumb shit from time to time. 
And all he had to do was say, I was, you know, I was on bath salts. You know, I said some dumb shit. Good gets my go-to at work. When I get in trouble at work, I immediately say, dude, I was on bath salts. I'm not really sure what I was doing. But, I'm high uh, on bath salts. Right. If, if you're not using that excuse, like, I don't know what you're doing because nobody knows how to react to that. They're like, holy fuck. Dude's on bath salts. What the fuck? But uh, you know what? He wants to come on the podcast and clear his name. I'm totally down for that. Like, let's help him get his job back. Because you know I, feel, I feel bad for the dude because he he says some dumb shit. You know what's really funny? I just I just realized um, his name is Mike Richards. Yeah, yeah. And I know another another that, yes. famous Michael Richards got uh, yeah, canceled. He, he was he, he was like the, the first canceled person ever. Like he lost his fucking shit though. Like yeah. Michael Richards really. He went all in on that fucking shit. <laughs> like, there's like, you know, dipping the toes. He just yelled cannonball and went all the way into the water. Like, head went under, came back up, said, nope, I'm not done yet. Went back under the water. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah, you I, end a career, just... that's how you end a career. Yeah, I think he might have just been like in the spotlight for so long and just like he just fucking snapped. Once again, like it happens. People snap. Like you just you lose your fucking mind. I get it. It's easy. Yeah. You know, once again, he could have used the bath salts excuse. He's rich and famous. <laughs> and if you're a rich celebrity and you're listening to this right now, I implore you, if you get into trouble, just say you're on bath salts. You will totally, the public will forgive you, and everyone will be like, you know what, bath salts are a bitch, man. You get on those things, it's hard to get off of them, because they're so good. Have you ever done bath salts? <laughs> Fuck no. Dude. I'm not I'm, a fucking idiot. Well, I didn't think that I was doing bath salts one time either, and I did them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fucking gross. Oh, my oh, God. God. Don't dude. do bath salts. <laughs> But if you're in trouble, claim that you're on basalt. Use them as an excuse. Because if you didn't do them, when they drug test you, they won't appear in your system. And you can say, look, I'm all clean now. Somebody likes that uh, that excuse. Bath salts is now their excuse. She, he can't wait to tell his wife. You are welcome, sir. And your wife will appreciate your honesty. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> All right, uh, my cousin wants me to shave my beard. He feels like uh, that he's looking at my dad. That's not going to happen, Josh. I am sorry. This is me. I'm not going to stop smoking pot either for everyone out there. Um, All right, Ray. Thanks, man. Right. This has been a, a great, uh, fun, um, fun show. Every time we get to hang out, I have a good time, my friend. Hell yeah, man. I'm just going to run down the, uh, the you plugs gotta do here. The thing. Yeah, you got to do, do the thing. The thing. All right. You can find all of our other shows over at deluxeedition.show. That might be changing soon. I'm not sure. You can still head there for now. Uh, we have merch. We're over at whatamaneuver.net slash collection slash slash deluxe edition. And all of the uh, links for all this stuff will be in the description. Uh, once it's posted, we are on Instagram and Twitter at deluxe edition pod. 
You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod. And you can find all of the great shows over on our network at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. It's a new website updated and uh, Ray. Yes, sir. You want to do another one of these next yeah, week? Fuck yeah. Let's do another one next week, man. This is fun. All right, man. Nothing I like more than just talking, man. Hanging out, talking. Yeah, this is fun, man. And uh, plug is for you. Where can people find you? You can find me at uh, Tencent Beer Night Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I, my podcast is only on Spotify. So if you have Apple, well, you're just going to have to go get to Spotify. And, yep, Ray uh, is a, a Spotify exclusive podcast. Yes, sir. And as soon as I can beat some money out of them, it'll be worth it. <laughs> it won't be too long, Ray. All right, everyone, tune in next week. I will be posting the episode with uh, John Schneider, my interview with John Schneider uh, from a couple months ago. And then uh, Ray and I will be back the following week interviewing Bose Venson. He is the star of uh, movies like Snow Beast. Uh, Delta Force with Chuck Norris. He was in uh, Walking Tall 2 and 3 and the series as Buford Pusser mm -hmm. and a ton of other action movies uh, from the 80s and uh, 70s and 80s. So it's going to be a lot of fun talking to Bo next week. Ray, thanks a lot, man. Yep. And I will say see ya. All right. See ya. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>